This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. The swing and a high fly ball, deep left center field. Fletcher is back. He's at the wall. It's a grand slam for Ryan Noda. It's the A's first of 2023, and he has tied the game at eight. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Too much to ask for a sweep, I guess. But the A's fall to the Tigers 9-0. Get shut out after a strong series, but still take it in Detroit. The number is 833-625-2278. Welcome, everybody, to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Jessica Klein should be here with Cody Elias. Chris Townsend will join us later. But for now, we're going to take it out to Comerica Park to Vince Catronio. And Vince, hi, Vince, by the way. Good afternoon, you you two. How are you? Well, we're good. We're good. Um, I, I want you to work on this Boston accent of yours, but we'll get to that later. Oh, you boy. know, very few hits, very few hits in the column for the A's. Despite that, you know, the team still takes the series. I'm not sure if Alex Jensen and I jinxed it during the pregame show to say that the team's playing some good baseball. Are we still looking at a happy flight today, Vince? Oh, I think so for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, anytime you win a series, whether you lose the first one and win the next two, however the combination happens, winning the series is the most important thing. And the, the A's have done that now in back-to-back series, and they've done it beating guys like Dylan Cease and uh, you know, facing, you know, having success against a guy like that and doing it against uh, Eduardo Rodriguez yesterday. I think those are encouraging things. But the other side of it is the A's have got to figure out what they want to do moving forward with Hogan Harris because it's been three disappointing outings in a row for him. And uh, talented guys got some moments of success, but lately... He's kind of lost command of the strike zone and just wonder what the A's will think about doing moving forward coming out of the break. Now, Vince, you mentioned earlier, I heard you say uh, Michael Lorenzen is undefeated against the A's. Uh, one, what makes him so successful against the Athletics? And two, the A's are now 31-6 and six in the, versus Detroit since 2017. Why are the A's so good versus Detroit alone since 2017? Yeah, that's a good question uh, on both ends, Cody. I think first with Lorenzen, there's nothing really special about his stuff. I mean, he throws 94. He's got an excellent changeup, but I guess he hides the ball well. He, you know, he, he faces, you know, he's faced the A's now five times in the last year plus. And it, quite frankly, he, he's faced, a, a, you know, an offense that isn't as uh, dynamic as an A's offense has been in the past. That said, he was facing a team that was pretty confident right now in the moment offensively with 10 or more hits in four or five games. But I just think he... He gets enough rod on that four-seam fastball, then he gets the changeup. I think he just threw so many strikes with so many options today that it put the Athletics in, in a tough spot. And, yes, you wanted the sweep. It would have been fun to have that. But uh, Lorenzen's done this on more than one occasion against the Athletics, so it's not a fluke. He, he's been good against the Athletics. As far as winning and winning, and winning against Detroit, uh, they are a team that's you know kind of trying to find their way in a division that is very winnable for a lot of clubs, even though they're 10 games under 500 they still believe they've got a chance they've got three weeks to figure that out it doesn't seem to make sense to me but you know when you have a chance to get to the postseason no matter what the record is and if it's going to be 82 and 80 you got to do it so uh guys like lorenzen uh, eduardo rodriguez i think would be of interest to other clubs uh, those that have a, a much more defined path to the postseason than the tigers so we'll wait and see 
what kind of team comes to the uh, Coliseum at the end of the year. I, I would be shocked if the names we've talked about over the course of these three games will be a part of this club in September. Yeah, and Vince, the last one before we let you go. Jordan Diaz once again getting things done after another promotion. A couple hits today. What have you noticed about him returning for another time coming back from AAA? Well, we asked Tommy Everett that very question in the pregame coverage, and the word he used was he's hungry. Uh, doesn't want to go back to AAA. And not that he wanted to the first time, but the A's want him to work on some things defensively at another position, which I think we will see him at eventually, meaning playing some third base potentially, if not this weekend in the second half. They've always loved the hit tool. I think he's got some confidence there, and I think he just wants to be in attack mode and, and be aggressive at the plate. I mean, today, you know, a couple of infield hits. Uh, but yesterday, what caught your attention was the opposite field home run. He has that kind of dynamic. It's just a matter of him learning his way on the major league level and getting a chance with some consistency and see what he can do. Definitely. It's been great to see. And even just the offseason, him shedding all, the weight, all that weight, knowing that was part of one of his, his goals has been great to see. All right, Vince, have a safe trip to Fenway Park. Yeah, Fenway Park. Uh, you got to go park the car. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Sounds good. Work on that. We're both work on that Boston accent. Yeah. Um, no we'll no lobster now. rolls for me, though. I can't eat those. I'll be on crutches in an hour. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Vince. Have a safe trip. Y'all take care. The number is 833-625-2278. Coming up as the A's Clubhouse Show continues, we'll hear from manager Mark Kotze, and Cody and I will go over the 9-0 loss to the Tigers. Summertime is golf time in the Bay Area, and that means it's time to enjoy the beautiful vistas, 27 holes of championship golf, and all the amenities that Cinnabar Hills Golf Club has to offer. Cinnabar Hills gives you a variety on the course and in their amazing grill. They're ready to give you an incredible experience for any family, business, or social gathering. Nestled in the quiet hills of San Jose, summertime fun awaits you at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com. That's CinnabarHills.com. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through September 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gig internet plus unlimited data for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires PayPal's plan and auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular supply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. 0-2 for a ball looped in a left center field. That's going to drop and score two. Sounded like a broken bat single for Baez as Torkelson and Abanez across the plate and it's 2-0 Detroit on an 0-2 pitch Baez who had not been a factor in the series until then gets his 43rd and 44th RBIs this is A's Clubhouse welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Cody Elias 9-0 the A's fall to the Tigers but still take the series like we heard from Vince Catronio still looking at a happy flight overall Definitely some good baseball that was played. You just didn't see that on display today. And, Cody, before we get to these calls, you asked Vince about how Mike Lorenzen was. Very much evening out how great the A's are against Detroit, but not against Mike Lorenzen. Yeah, Lorenzen coming into today was 0-4, the 628 ERA over his last five starts. Remember, he's also Detroit's all-star, which probably left a lot of people scratching their heads on how he was the all-star for Detroit because – 
coming into it, he had, you know, getting the announcement of being the all-star, he only had two wins and he had an ERA over four. But if you go through and look at their team, they don't really have a lot of guys on their team that would be an all-star. I mean, I thought Miguel Cabrera was going to be the shoe in because final all-star game, we're going to have a major send off for him, but no, they won with Michael Lorenzen, which might've been the best choice because Torkelson's not hitting and Riley Green's on the injured list and Eduardo Rodriguez just came back. So Lorenzen again shuts the A's down. He's undefeated against the A's since he's been pitching with Anaheim last year and now with Detroit. And he did a nice job scattering only a couple hits over his five innings and what he was what he was able to do for against an A's team that was hot the last two days. But the A's are now 31 and six versus Detroit since 2017. Mm-hmm. It's pretty remarkable because those are some there were some good A's teams in there, and Detroit's been really bad over the last almost 10 years now. But they're on the up and up right now. And Vince mentioned about them. In the AL Central, the really bad AL Central, Detroit's six games out of first place, and it's what July sixth, so they could still win their division, which is so sad to say at thirty-eight and forty-eight. But what Lorenzo was able to do and shut down the A's in his five innings of work, what five innings, three hits, no runs, four strikeouts. He lowered a season ERA to four hundred three. He pits well, and that's why he's the All Star for Detroit. Definitely, it's really good to see, and I love his Vans cleats. Those are my literal favorite. They're fire. Mike from Texas, you're on the line. What you got? What's going on, everybody? Hey, us us being disappointed because we didn't sweep, that's a good problem to have. That's a very good problem to have. But uh, I know Cody was there yesterday when uh, uh, when they talked to uh, Bobby Crosby about the guys down in AA. I've seen them play. I've been lucky enough this year to see that, and they will be here again in 10 days. But what people need to be really scared about is seeing an outfield with Denzel Clark, Lawrence Butler, and Esware Ruiz in the middle. That is an outfield that would be so fast and so athletic you have no idea. There's NFL teams that would give their right arm for that size and that speed. Those two get the balls that nobody else would even come close to. To think of them just playing defense at the Coliseum, is just something to everybody should want to see. They are that good. Yeah, you're right. And Bobby Crosby said yesterday that if there was one guy from Midland that could jump straight from Double A to the majors. It would it would be Lawrence Butler, who's playing in the Futures game Saturday. I'll actually see him playing in the Futures game. I'll be in Seattle, so I'll see him in Soderstrom. But seeing Butler come up from Double A would be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. The A's aren't an organization that does that. I know the Anaheim Angels have now, or lot, sorry, Los Angeles Angels have now done that with three different draft picks from last year that they've called up. But Butler's a guy that I'm excited about. And Denzel Clark, Bobby Crosby said he's the greatest athlete he's ever seen on a baseball yeah. field. And that's, oh, I mean, Bobby is. Crosby, he's been around for a while. And to say that about a young player like Denzel Clark, that has to get Ace fans excited. I'm excited just knowing that these guys could be in Oakland in the next couple of years. What? I've watched them this year in that outfield. And when they come here to Corpus Christi, I've watched those two. And I'm serious. They can, when, you, when I say they run down balls nobody else gets close to, it, it is amazing to see the closing speed that they have and their athleticism. It is – any ball that goes to the outfield, they have a chance on. They're that good. And to put Estuary Ruiz in the middle of them, there's there, no way you could – anything in the air would, would be caught. That's that's great to great to hear, and especially with the draft coming up, knowing that we're going to be concentrating on some of these younger players. And you're physically watching that, Mike. And I love that you're able to not just offer up, you know, just a fan perspective, but if you know what Ruiz is capable of, and you know there are guys out there that can complement him, 
that that's fantastic too. And I just have a question for you, just from just from your perspective. I know we're not scouts or anything like that, but just the maturation process itself, it's kind of hard sometimes to navigate and view what these guys are able to do as young guys, but just from a situational perspective, how they're manning the outfield, do you think that they would be at least almost major league ready? They're both ready. I mean, Denzel Clark might struggle at the plate a little bit, but we have Mm -hmm. that now. But as far as an athlete goes, with power and with speed and with, you know, they, they play a good outfield. But the thing that, the thing that I, I thought Chris would run with a little more yesterday was Bobby Crosby said that some of these guys, they have, to, they have to learn to play for him, what his expectations are, and that he is a lot like Cots. So mm-hmm. what they're getting at double A would only be reinforced, and they would already know how to play for the manager because they're getting the same thing from Bobby. But the one thing you need to see is when the game starts, before when the first pitcher's out there, Harris, Clark, and uh, Hernandez, and Lawrence Butler, they hit one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. And when the as the as the starters warming up, you see all four standing there in the batters, you know, on the on deck circle, and they're all talking with each other. This is a group that's working together to be better, and it's fun to watch. And they'll talk to you as they come out there. They'll say something, Lawrence, I, I, I said something to Lawrence, he turned around and said something back to me last time, but, uh, cause you can sit that close, but Bobby mm-hmm. talked to me and it's, they are that good. And I mean, to watch all four of them play Hernandez and Harris and, uh, the two outfielders is it's fun to watch and they'll be here again in 10 days. Definitely. Mike, thanks so much for the call. Cody, that's, that's amazing to hear. And we're talking, when we were talking, we had Bobby Crosby on the show, of course, and he's the guy that when he talks about some of these players, I, I back before Nick Allen was with the major league club, I picked his brain about him and he compared Nick Allen to Mark Ellis and even said there's bits and pieces of me in Nick Allen. And when it comes to the A's way, Bobby knows how this organization works. And just like what Mike said, the way that if you can play for the Bobby Crosby's of the world, you're going to succeed playing for the Mark Cotze's of the world. Both of these guys know the A's, they know the organization, they know the grind. And like you said, a former rookie of the year who's played in the infield with some of the biggest names in the game, for him to say that this guy is one of the best athletes he's ever seen, that's got to make A's fans excited. Yeah, and – I'm looking at the, the the box score from yesterday, and Her- Daryl Hernandez went two for five with with two RBIs, and Denzel Clark went one for four with a home run and four runs driven. And I've heard a lot about Denzel Clark. I haven't seen him play. I'm excited to see Lawrence Butler play on Saturday at the Futures game at, at T-Mobile. But the thing with Denzel Clark that I've heard a lot of is he strikes out a lot, and he has 74 strikeouts and 190 plus at bats. You got to cut that down, but he has a very good op- his OPS is actually higher than what Lawrence Butler has. So. If you're looking, if you're looking to get excited about guys like them, like Butler and Clark and and Brett Harris, who's a very good defensive third baseman, he's in 280 in AAA or Double A, so his bat can come around. But he, everyone raves about him. And Melissa Lockhart wrote a great article about him in the Athletic a few weeks ago about how good he could be and how good he is already defensively. He's majorly ready defensively, and Bobby even said that. And her eyes, his attention to detail is above everyone else. It sounds like so. You know, that, that's good to hear. For a team that right now, if you looked at the A's on the field today, they had two guys that were drafted by the organization. Seth Brown was drafted in the 19th round in 2015, and then you had Hogan Harris was drafted in the third round in 2018. 
a lot of teams around the league are, are being built now on through the draft. The Astros did it when they were good. The Cubs, the Orioles are literally calling up every guy, a different guy every week. Colton Cowser's <laughs> here, Westberg, Rushman, uh, Gunnar Henderson, um, Grayson Rodriguez, their top pitching prospect. So it's time to start seeing some of these younger guys. You know, Soderstrom's a draft pick. Uh, Nick Allen isn't, wasn't in the game, but he was a draft pick. It's time to start seeing some of the young A's draft picks make their debut because then you can see if what you have for the future and eventually start building towards 2024. Absolutely. And, and like we, the, the main thing that we've talked about besides the opportunity is like, why not? Like, why not at this point of the season? The A's fall, but take the series against the Detroit Tigers. That was a really fun series to watch, Cody. We have road trip Mike on the line. I know you're in Detroit right now. First and foremost, Mike, did you get some Detroit pizza? And I believe you're heading to Fenway Park soon. Yeah, I had pizza. And if you ever go there, you got to hit Greektown. Some of the best food is in Greektown. Okay. Really enjoyed it there. And uh, one more thing about uh, Lawrence Butler. Uh, he, I think he is the one ready. My only question is I see him playing at center field. I see him play left field. I've seen him play at first base. I, I'm just curious what, what that's all about, you know, and, and where they're going to finally put him. Um, and about uh, Nick, I got to talk with Nick for a few minutes today. He is looking so much different at the plate, more confident than ever. And that's what he said. It was just mental. He went down there and he's, bringing the same approach back to the A's with the mentality he had at AAA. And, I, I, you know, you see a difference watching him command the box. You really do. It was a great series. I enjoyed it. And the fans, the fans there just love the A's. You know, oh, the God. other night during the fireworks show, uh, Tony Camp grabs a chair and invites some of the other players out, and they all sat there and watched the fireworks. And the, the fans from Detroit were saying, they're out watching the fireworks. You know, mm-hmm. they show as a group. They hang as a team. The leadership shows with that. You got Paul Blackburn leading all the pitchers around, four or five of them talking to them, everything. Seth Brown is grabbing guys over and bringing them to Mark. This team is really gelling as a team, and it's the A's way. Just like oh, with I... Olsen and those guys. It's great to watch. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Yeah. JP Sears was on the field with his parents. They made the trip to Detroit to watch fireworks with him. And that was cool to see. Um, What are you looking forward to when you head to Boston, Mike? Well, I'm looking forward to Boston because, you know, I I, I love Boston. The the Fenway Frank is better than the Dodger dog. I'm going to say that out loud. Uh, Yes. Hands down. Not even close. Okay. So I got to have Fenway Frank. Yes. Mike, can you, can you say that again so we can have Robert make a clip of that so we can say that every time we play the Dodgers? Most definitely. The Fenway Frank is hands down better than the Dodger dog. Let's go. I love you for that. Thank you, Mike. I, not a problem. You know, and um, my sister and my niece are bring, uh, meeting me there. Where they've never been to Fenway. They're looking forward to it. And I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing it. And then on Saturday, I have to miss the game because they want to go to Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I, so, what, a, what a time for you, Mike. You were living the dream. That's amazing. Well, you know, I feel blessed. I get to see my Oakland days all the time. I get to talk with them. It's a great time to see baseball. And, you know, Dallas and everybody here, you know, they're just so great. 
Pete mm-hmm. and security and Mickey, they're so pleasant. And Brian gave me one of the hats for the 4th of July. Uh, I'm surprised they had one at six and seven eight. So I feel yeah. so blessed with these guys. There's no better way to spend a retirement than with something you love to watch and spend time with. Definitely. Mike, you just made me smile so big. I so appreciate you. Thank you for the call. Have fun in, in Boston. I sure will. And you guys be safe and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. That was road trip, Mike. I'm so excited for him. You just, you just put a big smile on my face. Coming up next as the A's Clubhouse show continues, we'll go over the loss and then we'll hear from manager Mark Kotze. Chevron with Tecron has unbeatable engine cleaning power and it gives you unbeatable mileage for all kinds of unbeatable destinations like time in the sun at the beach or time in the sun riding roller coasters or a day in the sun hiking mountains. Well, probably just one mountain would be enough for a day, but hiking a mountain is still an unbeatable choice for how to spend time. Download the Chevron app now to get unbeatable mileage at locations near you. Which NorCal drivers are enjoying the best of everything these days? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. My Honda Pilot is the perfect family SUV. My Honda CRV is definitely a great choice. Honda was named best overall brand, most refined brand, and best value brand of 2022 by Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. Save now at your NorCal Honda dealer. Based on 2022 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Join First United Credit Union as they root on the A's to victory. First United Credit Union believes in being a good neighbor and supporting our local teams and local community. And for a limited time, you can earn $100 when you open a free checking account and use it. Use promo code ATHLETICS when you apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch. Insured by NCUA. And the underdogs, Oakland Athletics, win their first championship since they were in Philadelphia in 1930. Hi, I'm Raleigh Fingers, Hall of Famer, three-time World Series champion with the Oakland A's and World Series MVP. Winning takes teamwork, skill, and heart. So when you need an ace for a personal injury lawyer that will win you the game, go with the winning team. Call Venardi Zarata at 833-VZ-FOR-ME or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's. This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Cody Elias. Before we get into Mark Kotze, Cody, I wanted to read this scouting report about Lawrence Butler. Butler's combination of power and speed is mesmerizing, according to baseball America. I was excited about these young guys. I don't know if it's just the feeling of taking the series, maybe seeing Jace Peterson come out of the bullpen. I don't know. But this got me juiced up. I'm so excited for these younger guys. Yeah, no, I am too. And and like what Bobby Crosby said, that he could see Lawrence Butler jumping from double A right now to the major leagues. That has to get you excited. And 
a lot of the guys down there are performing well. And and road trip Mike talked about Nick Allen having a new mentality coming back from AAA. And I mean, he's like uh, we say Kevin Smith's Babe Ruth down there. Well, then if he's Babe Ruth, then Nick Allen's I don't know uh, Wade Boggs. He hits, he's hitting three. He was hitting three thirty three in AAA this mm-hmm. year. Uh, more more walks and strikeouts. He had three home runs. So hopefully that translates this time around in, in the major league level because we've seen it with Jordan Diaz. Diaz had two more hits today. He's now in 256 on the year. I don't know why he was sent down in the first place because the kid can hit. And Bobby Crosby loves Jordan Diaz. He told me that at fantasy camp how much he likes Jordan Diaz. So some of these young guys, hopefully we get to see more of them. And that's what you need to evaluate the second half of the year and moving forward into 2024. Definitely. We're going to we're gonna welcome Townie in, but before that, we're going to pause for station identification on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Uncle Townie, welcome to the show. We were just going over Lawrence Butler and we had some calls from Mike from Texas and, and Road Trip Mike. We were talking about some of these younger guys. You had Bobby Crosby on the show, having him talk about, you know, was it Butler, I believe he was talking about, one of the best athletes he's ever seen on the field, period. That's got to get Ace fans excited. Yeah, it was Denzel Clark was the best athlete, but Lawrence Butler is who he believes could play Major League Baseball right now. And, you know, when Bobby Crosby says that, Bobby is really hard on his guys, and that's a great mm-hmm. thing for Ace fans to know that we, we know what kind of player Bobby was. We know what kind of man he is, and he's taking that to his not just his coaching but being a manager to where he's really strict on these guys. He's hard on these guys because he's preparing them. You know, because there's a lot of times in the minor leagues, you know, you can – Guys are out there. Everybody's playing for themselves. Everybody's playing for numbers. Obviously, everybody's playing to try and get to the big leagues. But Bobby Crosby is a stickler for playing the right way, and that's the way he learned coming through the A's system. So uh, when he tells you, when he starts saying, singing guys' praises, he's just not going to do it for an interview purpose. He's only going to do it if he really believes it. So I think for A's fans, we saw it in spring training. Lawrence Butler was the star of spring training. Unfortunately for Denzel Clark, for us, not for him, was that he went to the WBC and played for Team Canada. So he left us. So we didn't get to see his spring training. But when Bobby Crosby says Denzel Clark is the best athlete he's ever seen in baseball, you're like, wow. And I can tell you on a personal note, his agent is my former teammate at San Jose State, Mark O'Brien, who was the head coach at Santa Clara, coached for years at Stanford, uh, was in the College World Series for years, and he's now turned agent. And he's told me, he's like, Townie, I'm telling you, this kid, his athleticism, his abilities off the chart. And then he loves Brett Harris, too, at third base. So you're starting. So if you start to just envision, Jessica, in your mind, Soderstrom, Geloff, Butler, Clark, Harris, and so I mean, all of a sudden you start having a young, and then you you pair it with a Ruiz, and see what Noda and Langoliers. You now have start having something that you can look at as a younger core. Yeah, and you know, I know you obviously when you had Crosby on the show, I'm curious just from his perspective, and and Cody talked on this too. A's aren't the type of team to kind of skip AAA and have a guy go up. It's not. It's not. It hasn't not happened before. It has occurred. But 
for these guys, what do they have to work on to be big league ready? Yeah, it, it's something where the A's obviously are more conservative than than others. But you mm-hmm. start looking at what do you really get out of AAA? I mean, how many times are we going to see a guy, as Cody was just mentioning, Kevin Smith have the numbers or a Sky Bolt have these numbers in AAA, and then they show up and they can't hit? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you learn from having a guy play in Vegas and then all the different ballparks that Vegas plays in where you're playing in altitude, you're playing in thin air. These numbers are – they're not real. So the hitters mm-hmm. aren't as good as there's no, as their numbers says as their numbers say. And then on the flip side, the pitchers aren't as bad as their numbers say, right? I mean, it's yeah. tough to – you're like you're calling up a pitcher. He's like, he's got a 6 ERA. Well, he was pitching in Vegas. It's tough to judge a guy where it's like he's got one arm but uh, one arm tied behind his back because any of the hitters tell you you just get the ball in the air and it just absolutely flies. But yeah, at some point, I don't know when, and I know we've talked about this we're going to go to the all-star break. Now, we've yeah. gone this far with a bunch of veteran guys hitting 200 or below 200. Like, how much longer are we going to keep seeing this, and how much longer are we going to see these guys down the minor leagues continue to stay hot and play well? And at, at what point it's going to be like, man, come on, let's go. We need to see these guys. And, and, and I want to see them as Diaz grows – as the young players grow, don't you want to see young players grow with this coaching staff? Absolutely. And we're, we were just, I was talking to Cody about it and it's this, the theme of the last month. Like, why not? Why not give these guys the exposure? I will say when it comes to double a and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't there a scenario where they're playing the same team a little bit more than they would perhaps in triple a there's more teams in triple a in that in the PCL as opposed to double a, because you could argue and say you get more major league pitching exposure from a guy that just got demoted or a guy doing a rehab assignment, maybe more exposure from that point of view. That could be a reason to maybe not skip AAA and stay in that. Well, Bobby Crosby told us yesterday, he says double A has the kind of talent that is equivalent to major league baseball. Is it as (laughs) refined? No, but double A's you have great young talent not always triple A. Triple A is different because you get guys that are older and you get a lot of 4A, we call them 4A players, where mm-hmm. they're good in triple A, but really not good enough to be an everyday guy in the big leagues. But they're always there for depth reasons for like what we've seen. Look how many guys the A's used 64 players last year. The Angels, they used 65 players. Well, you're going to have a bunch of these guys in AAA who you're going to need for depth. But how many of these guys are actual future, actual everyday players? I don't know. In AA, you can have guys that are your future everyday players. And do you feel that the competition's good enough and that, it's more real. The numbers in double A are definitely going to be more real than they are from triple A. Definitely. That's, it's really interesting because, you know, when people are curious, like why not just skip triple A, I'm sure there's reasoning behind it. Just like you say, sometimes there's a conservative. Yeah. We're a conservative organization. We are. Yeah. And, and you can also flip the narrative instead of saying why not. And it's like, well, why rush, why rush them knowing that, 
it's not like there's a scenario where Soderstrom's going to get, I mean, maybe he's the guy who saves the day. You don't really know, but I could see that being a mentality as well. Uh, the A's Clubhouse Show continues 833-625-2278 if you want to give us a call. And Townie, I wanted to pick your brain about Hogan Harris because, you know, four and two thirds innings, giving up eight hits, seven earned runs, four walks, six strikeouts. We've heard from him before, and Vince Catronio, we talked to him right out of the gate saying maybe he needs to figure some stuff out. Before I pick your brain about him, this is what Harris had to say after the game. I mean, honestly, overall, I will say it was – I got a decent bit of swing and misses, so that's a plus to take from it. It was just pretty much everything else. All the other strikes I threw, they weren't quite uh, quality strikes, I guess I'd say, because – they pretty much either they swung this or they hit it pretty hard somewhere. You know what I mean? So it was one of those days, you know, it's baseball. It's a weird thing. You either miss or hit it 110, it felt like today. But uh, overall, I'd say it was okay. I mean, I tried to battle out there, but, you know, sometimes it gets the better of you from time to time. Um, this, with this being your last start before the All-Star break, mm-hmm. um, what kind of just maybe some of the takeaways from, uh, I guess, your first half here, up here in the big leagues? Um, overall, I would say that I've competed pretty well. Um, I mean, I've made multiple, like, little adjustments from whether it be motion or mindset or whatever it may be. You know, so it's kind of... It was kind of nice in the aspect of, like, there are things I can take away, like, okay, great, let's keep that going for the second half. And a couple things like, okay, obviously that didn't work too well, and we can kind of go back and forth and kind of ideally we get a good blend of everything and just crush it on the back half. Um, I guess for the second half, is there any um, on those goals or just um, things that you'll look to kind of improve? Um, well, right now I'm happy with, like I said, I'm kind of happy with, the swing and miss I'm getting, but right now I'm not getting as many ground balls, so that's I'm hoping to get a few more of those on the back half. You know, whenever we need that double play, I feel like I did that well the first couple games back, but um, there are a couple pitches I feel like I need to re hone in to be able to get that ground ball, kind of like that cutter. You know, what I mean, it's kind of staying a little bit too over the plate right now for me, or it's just kind of running arm side. So it's ideally kind of hone that back in. Um, and you know, obviously the walks have kind of definitely not as bad they have been in the past but you know they're kind of lingering back in so you know maybe just get uh rhythm mechanically just kind of get rehoned in on that as well okay townie so this feels like a very familiar post-game scrum that we had previously i know we talked about it before there's only so much you can take when it comes to some of these chats with the media after the game but once again i'm not really hearing i'm hearing a lack of accountability he said he was happy with the swings and misses. That's great. He wants to work on getting more ground balls. What pitcher doesn't? What were your thoughts on on the way he's talking? And let's be honest, like he's not building off of those stellar outings he had after that Mets game. Yeah, you got a six ERA. You went four and two thirds against a team that stinks, who offense stinks. You gave up eight hits, seven runs, four walks. All the walks scored. I, I And I, I think I said this last time with you, Jessica. I'll give young guys a pass because we don't – we train them how to throw. We train them how to work out. We train them in data. We train them in all this kind of stuff, right? We don't train them how to deal with the media. 
So this mm-hmm. is the first time these guys are really getting done with a performance. They're going into the clubhouse after, and now all of a sudden you have cameras and you have microphones in front of you and people are asking you questions. This is really the first time you've ever had to do this. So, yeah, when he, when Hogan Harris talks to the media, it you use the word accountability. It doesn't sound like he's very accountable, and it, it's kind of like – uh, and, and what I what I'm tired of hearing about is, oh, he had six strikeouts. Like, who cares? He had six strikeouts. Who cares? Striking out Detroit Tiger players. Tiger? I, Detroit, Detroit's terrible. Like, that's yeah. not a big deal. The problem is, you gave up seven runs. You gave up seven earned runs. Like, we gave them the pass. Were, were we on together after the Toronto game where uh, Fuji was the opener and couldn't get out of the first? I believe so, yeah. Right, and I remember after that, we were giving him a pass because, you know, he had to come in as a reliever and he didn't get his clean inning. It's like you can only keep making excuses. At some point, your job as a pitcher is to get outs and Mm -hmm. is to not give up runs. And this is your last start heading to the break. You don't go five and you give up seven. I don't know how you feel that's competitive. I don't know how you feel you would be – I'm not going to say he acted happy, but it was kind of like, well, you know, competitive. We're working on some stuff. I mean, I, I would be tearing my hair out, to be honest with you. I mean, to me, that's the that that's kind of a that's a rough one. Now, the last outing, what did he give up last night? So he's given up seven, five, four. So his last three his last three outings, he's given up seven earned runs, seven earned runs, four earned runs, four earned runs. And hasn't even gotten, hasn't even completed six. So I, I, you shouldn't be happy about that. And you, or how about this? He shouldn't be content with that. Yeah, and 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 maybe he's a he's definitely a positive person, definitely approachable. He definitely reminds me of Liam Hendricks in certain aspects. Um, but like you, like he said, he was happy with the swing and misses. He had he had fifteen today in the game, um, which was way more than what Lorenzen did, but that's still not quite, um, you can't compare those two. So maybe it is just a, men- a mentality. He's like, I just don't want to bash on my situation too much, but if he wants to get more ground balls, which is definitely a desirable thing for a starting pitcher to trust your defense and hoping that they're going to help you out in that regard, which, you know, we think the Sunny Grays who definitely thrive in those conditions it's something else, but for him to not get his footing after looking like Townie, he was he had some stuff figured out, and it looks like that's kind of not the case right now. Yeah, because you just look at it, because so much early on we talked about, once again, another pass where we said, well, that first game against the Mets, not really fair to judge him. It was he got one out, I think he got one out, gave up six earned runs. But mm-hmm. I, I'm now looking at the game log. So in the month of June, he had a 4.36 ERA for the month. Okay. I mean, that's getting better, no question. You're competitive. That's what we want to see. But already, like, what, what, does, what does this hold for you this month and this one start? A 13.50. Just it, it's, it's with – I think he – and Medine are two guys who are really trying to figure it out, how to figure out how to get guys out on a consistent basis to where J.P. Sears has shown us, and he's going to be the last game going. I know at some point you guys will preview Red Sox and the Athletics. J.P. Sears will pitch the last game of the break. Even though J.P. Sears has given up home runs, we have seen J.P. Sears 
is just not content with what's going on. He's actually going out there, and he's battling legitly as a major league pitcher. When he's going into the seventh inning and he's going into the eighth inning, I mean, J.P. Sears, we have seen well over 100 pitches going into the seventh inning. J.P. Sears is competing legitly as a big league pitcher right now. It's been very impressive. He's growing in front of our eyes. So can you get Waldachuk to do that? Can you get uh, Harris to do that? Can you get Medina to do that? I mean, obviously, the rest of the guys. Did you guys see? I just got sent this by the uh, PR staff today. Did you guys get the notes today about some of our pitchers? No. Well, which ones? On uh, Mason Miller. Oh, I don't know what happened with him. Mason Miller is going to Texas to get evaluated by Dr. David Meister. I have no idea who that doctor is. Uh, he's the guy that did, he's the guy that did um, Brock Purdy surgery with the 49ers. James Caprellian has gotten a cortisone shot. Uh, oh yeah, I, they don't know. They don't know when he'll get back to. No idea. I as some good news. You, you got Zach Jackson is throwing. Danny Jimenez is throwing. So mm-hmm. on the pitching front, you're going to get some guys back. Some other guys, that's eh, kind of scary. But J.P. Sears is the one guy to hang in. Blackburn we knew. But J.P. Sears yeah. right now is really the, you know, as a guy that's, you know, because how old is Blackburn right now? Is he 29? Let me check. Um, I will say it was things were looking just too good for the pitching staff there for a bit, Townie. <laughs> yeah, Blackburn's twenty nine. Yeah, things, Black- things were looking way too good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I, I really like Sears, and when Dave Stewart is talking up JP Sears, uh, you, you you know that there's something there because Stu is kind of like Bobby Crosby. He's not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to yeah. give it to you, and he's going to give you the real. And that's why I, 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 I've enjoyed watching J.P. Sears grow. I mean, we're trying to, you know, once again, I know it's like a broken record, but we're trying to find guys that are going to help in the future and who are going to be here. And, you know, J.P. Sears is, I want to say, just turned 27 years old. So he's a guy that could be here for the next few years. Got Black Paul Blackburn is still under control for a few years. Yeah. So you got to have some guys who can start every day and give you outs and give you, get you outs and give you innings. You got to find some guys. Yeah, and I, and I think we all knew that J. like we, we talked about Blackburn, from the moment that J.P. Sears put on an A's uniform, I knew he was going to be that guy. And it's good that the numbers are showing that because we know this game, you're defined by a number, and it's just good to see. And I'm excited about those two kind of starting out with this rotation. And, yeah, like I said, Tan, we were spoiled, right? Hogan was on, was heading toward success. So was Caprillion and Mason Miller at one point when he when the A's had him. That was just We got spoiled, and maybe we got a little too – excited about that the number is 833-625-2278 coming up as the A's clubhouse show continues following the 9-0 loss to the Tigers we will hear from manager Mark Kotze a podiatrist will tell you about your feet an orthopedist will tell you about your bones a physical therapist will analyze your gait a psychologist will help you manage your anxiety but what if they're all connected what if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health At Kaiser Permanente, we know the body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. 
August 5th is International Trading Card Day, and Tops would like to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop to receive a pack of cards, plus receive a special card if you purchase $10 or more of Tops products while supplies last. You can also celebrate International Trading Card Day with Tops on August 5th at the Oakland Coliseum and receive an exclusive A's card pack. Follow at Tops on social media and visit tops.com for more information. This is Chris Townsend, and it is summertime. You want to look your best, and I can't tell you how excited I am. Commander Cody, we've got our new shipment from Link Soul, all the summer gear. So whether you're playing golf or you're going out for dinner, you're hanging out with your buddies, or you're going to the beach, go see our friends at LinkSoul.com. And right now they have an offer where you can get 20% off. Go to LinkSoul.com. Remember in the big leagues, look good, play good. If you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see our friends at the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. And the lefty's first pitch is swung on and hit it deep, hit a ton, hit way back to left, and that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Jace Peterson has come on to pitch for the A's, and a ball hit to deep left, and Tony Kemp went up to try to grab it, and he does at the wall on a smash off the bat of Matt Veerling. Pitch that came in about 50 miles an hour. Second time that Jace has pitched this year for the A's. He did so back in April against Texas and gave up a home run in that game to Ezekiel Duran. But Tony Kemp makes a nice running grab at the top of the wall and may have just stolen a home run from Beerling. Jace Peterson heading into this game had an 18 ERA. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> but hey, you got to do what you got to do. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network with Jess, Townie, and Cody. And Townie, tell me a little bit about the series because... Yes, they lost 9-0 to today, but heading into Boston, it's still going to be a happy flight. So there are some positives to take away from this series. No doubt about it. And you know what? I, I'm just looking it up now. I didn't realize this was his sixth career game on the mound today, Jace Peterson. He's got, like, oh, quite a few games. Yeah. Did, did you know that Jace Peterson, as a Baltimore Oriole, had a 36 ERA? Kind of a struggle. I sure did. I sure did. But you know what? They, they keep, you know, it's the very A's way to have a ballooned ERA and still send a guy out. So I appreciate uh, that. That's good knowledge, Jessica. I didn't know that he had prior. I, did, I, I mean, technically, he's a seasoned vet pitching. He's been pitching since 2018. Four years pitching this guy so uh, you know <laughs> good for him but I, I kind of I really enjoyed it too um he was making Tony Kemp work 
pretty well. But let's go back to some of these positives. We talked about Jordan yeah. Diaz and, and Cody. Cody can speak a little bit more on this later, but Nick Allen looks like he's figuring some stuff out as well. And with these shifts and it's very much an ever-changing scenario. We know how these these injuries can can bite them quite a bit. Hogan Harris maybe not showing up, but you know, Waldachuk, he's coming out of the gate. We talked about Fujinami finally becoming the Fuji that we are appreciating. So there are some good takeaways heading into the next series. Well, how about the next four games for the Boston Red Sox? And what do they mean for their season? As Nathan Avaldi, who's unbelievable, he's going against the Sox tonight. Of course, he's a former Red Sox, now pitching for the Rangers. They're going to be teeing it up here around 4 o'clock, and the Red Sox are a game over 500. So what happens if the Red Sox lose tonight back to 500? What if the A's go in there and take two out of three, and they head to the All-Star break? This All-Star break is 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 also very interesting because, you know, you're at a point at for front offices that you're kind of – your time's divided. You know, we used to have the the amateur draft in June. That was already set, done, boom. Now you're having a sprint to the finish line of the trading deadline and at the same time had to have to deal with the draft. So you're bringing in all your scouts. I mean, usually at this time, all your scouts are scouring the country because I'm saying to you, Jess, let's say the Boston Red Sox uh, need to make a trade. They're going to trade with, let's say, the Giants. Well, the Giants are going to send all of their scouts to to look at the Giants system, and then the Red Sox are going to send all their scouts for the Giants system. Well, now everybody's scouts are gathering for the draft when they should be out there looking at every – so there's a lot of homework to do, and there's a lot of stuff going on before the trading deadline compared to what it used to be. But right now, who are the Boston Red Sox? You're in last place. You've got no shot – at winning your division, like let's say you lose tonight to the Rangers and you're at 500, you're so far back, you're not going to win your division. Are you, You're in last place. Are you going to go for a wild card? I mean, Boston has to decide, are, are, are we going to maybe move some pieces, get a little younger, get a little cheaper, and regroup for next year? So these next four games, because during the break, not only do you have the draft, but a lot of these general managers and assistant general managers are really starting to plant the seeds for some trades that got to come up here in the next couple weeks. So these next four games are pretty big for the, for the, for the future of the 2023 Boston Red Sox. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see these next few games and especially with the way that blooms blooms working. And I've been researching a lot of stuff that he's done. He of course started his career with the Rays. The reason why he's with the Red Sox now is they're trying to see, can you create a strong team with a low payroll, just as you did with the Rays. And as time goes on, just a very interesting organization to watch. Um, Cody. Well, hey, By the we, way, and on that note, there's been the rumors out there that if things continue the way they're going, that there's no way Alex Cora and Heim Bloom can coexist. One for sure will be gone. So, mm-hmm. so not only are we talking about the trading deadline and the future of the Red Sox, you're also talking about their their manager, their right. their, their their president of. Ba- their, 
He's a president of baseball operations. I mean, if Heim Bloom is not going to return, that means you're talking about Boston, one of the powers in baseball, would totally be overhauling their entire front office and their entire, basically, system. Now, this is this is interesting stuff. Yeah, no, you're right, because we're just looking at it as a couple of games, but the bigger picture is certainly there. And, you know, Cody, we were, we were kind of talking about Nick Allen and some of these younger guys, and I know you guys love to talk about some Nick Allen, but for him, constant going back and forth. I love the guy defensively. He's so sound. Of course, figuring it out at the plate has been interesting with Kevin Smith landing on the IL. Talk to me a little bit about what Nick Allen needed to work on in order to get some of these opportunities with the big league club again. He just needs to get more hits. I mean, there's another way to put it. I mean, we know what he could do with the glove. It's his ability to drive the ball that we need to see more of. Again, I mentioned he went down the triple A and he looks like Wade Boggs down there because he's hitting 333 and now he's back in Oakland and he's struggling a little bit. He's not, he hasn't had as much opportunity, but maybe pick Jordan Diaz's brain. He's gone mm-hmm. up and down a few times and Diaz is coming back and he had two hits today. That's kind of what I want to see from what Nick Allen can do. And can he, can he show that he can be a major league caliber shortstop with the bat as well? Because the gloves there, uh, we were, you guys were talking about positives from this. Uh, Tom, you appreciate this. Uh, the Wait, I, I'm still trying to get over that. You're saying Nikki Knox needs to get more knocks. I, 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 that's, I know it's, it's a mystery to me too, but he needs to bring up that 194 batting average if he wants to show that he can stick around here. The one nice thing about him is he's and, an Oh, by the way, Wade Boggs hitting over three, three thirty. I mean, Wade Boggs might be upset. You're even associating him with three thirty. <laughs> I mean that's that's true. He did hit what three? What he hit his rookie year? What, I mean, the, the most, I mean his lifetime average is his lifetime average is three twenty eight only because he played till he was forty one. But a young Wade Boggs, he's hitting three three fifty plus every year. You're you're putting Nicky Knox in with Wade Boggs? How dare you? Well, I don't want to go Ted Williams. I don't. I know oh my that. God! Not one. So next Ted Williams. Oh. Uh, but if we're talking, if we're looking at positives from uh, from this series, the A's are now on pace for 46 wins. We can move past the Ooh, miracle match. Wow! The Cleveland Spider talk. I think we can start moving past that one. And uh, Jess, my bets. You'll... Don't forget my bets. I just need 50 wins. Jess, you'll appreciate this from seeing how Chris will react here. But uh, hey, the A's are seven and eight versus Central this year. If they play in the Central, they'd be competing for first place. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh, I wow. love it. Yeah, if all of a sudden we just packed up and moved to the Midwest, the upper Midwest, we'd be in first place. Control the controllables. And, we, and, <laughs> and we'd be able to afford housing, too. So that, that's great that's as well. Cool. Hey, if, if, we moved, if we moved into the Big 12 Conference, we'd probably be leading that, too. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Nobody talks about these numbers. What is it like when when a when a guy hits a home run in certain parks? It's like that doesn't go over at Petco. That is that's not out at Great American. Like we don't. This is what this reminds me of. Every home run that certain people would hit, maybe it doesn't go out in ten of the ballparks. You never know. That's what's so unique about baseball. Like across all other sports, everything's the same. I, I yeah, love, I yeah love, you know I, what? How I, many people actually say, you know, that wouldn't be a touchdown? No one ever says that. Nobody says that. That would no. not be a touchdown in, in Baltimore. Yes, yeah. it freaking would be. It really would be. I can promise you that. Well, I love, the, I love, the, I love the, the home run tracking because every time people go, 
Well, you know, that wouldn't have been a home run. It's always Yankee Stadium where it's a home run. It's always a ball, ball scraper that gets over and it's like, hey. Short you know, porch, short porch. Yeah, if you look everywhere else, it, was, it wouldn't be a home run in 29 other ballparks. Yeah. I think I there was one with, obviously, Joey Votto that he hit. And I think somebody did make a saying. Maybe, I don't know if it was at Great American, but they said in 29 other ballparks, that wouldn't have been out. And that's where the controversy starts. But, you know. It is a band box there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, what Fenway Pop- Park. Fenway Park is, I remember Ray Fossey used to talk about it. Fenway Park is the toughest 27 outs to get. I mean, Fenway can be with the monster. It's quirky. And right now, this time of the year, it's hot. It's it's muggy. The ball travels. So it, it can be a, it can be a tough three days on your pitching staff at Fenway Park. You know, one thing I will never forget is this was during COVID. So all of our interviews were via Zoom. Chris Bassett, following one of his starts, said, I think it was his first and second inning, he was struggling, Townie. And he was very honest. He was like, guys, Fenway really intimidated me. It really intimidated me. And he said he struggled so bad because there was history there. And just like all those elements that you and, and Ray talked about, it's just a different animal. And he said, you walk in there and it's it's just a different, it's a different vibe. And you want to respect it because of all the things that happen there and it's old school baseball and, and all of that. And it's just, it's a, it's real baseball. It's how you feel. And he said that the reason why he struggled in that first inning is because just being at Fenway. Have you guys, have either of you been to Fenway? I've never been to Fenway. Never been there. Yeah. It, it's like when you stand at home plate, it is crazy how short the green monster is to you. I mean, it is just, I mean, you feel like you can reach out and touch it. So mm-hmm. just, just think about being a left hand. That's why it was always scary for lefties because, and it always will be scary for lefties is that, you know, you stack and that's why the Red Sox were always known for right-handed hitters. And that's why they always said Ted Williams is, should switch with the short porch at Yankee stadium. He should switch with Joe DiMaggio and because mm-hmm. that that I mean you got I mean it takes nothing I mean it takes you you can break your bat and hit a double off the monster so it's it's a it, I can see your first time in there it's intimidating it really is oh, yeah. it, it's it, yeah and, and, the, and the fans are right on you and they are just some bitter northeast and that's my family God bless them but they are the most bitter hideous people it's unbelievable and they're liquored up yeah. and uh, the Fenway faithful are harsh. Yeah, I, I, I've seen signs. I've maybe that's why I haven't gone yet. I wasn't emotionally mature to handle some of those fans. Uh, you're that's... too sweet. You're too nice. It's okay. I'm gonna. I hope you were clipping that for later because that's never come out of anybody's mouth describing me. So thank. I you think very Johnny Dosco is gonna have to cover his ears the whole time. He, I mean, he's like Mary. Oh Poppins. yeah, that teddy bear and just yeah. And same thing. I would just spend my entire time defending. Like he's he's trying really hard. That's don't be mean. I would just spend the entire time telling Boston Red Sox fans to be nice to my friends. <laughs> That's what I would do the entire time. I'm curious though. After this series, obviously the A's won it, um, but didn't win this game. I'm curious to hear what manager Mark Kotze had to say. So here here he is right here. You know, for Hogan today, I mean, they hit him. Um, he pounded the zone. I, I know his strike percentage was pretty high. Um, you know, I think they just had a great offensive approach against him today. I think he still had six punch outs, but, you know, the walks mixed in kind of hurt him a little bit, um, you know, but 
overall, he, he was in the strike zone for the majority of the day. He just couldn't couldn't get strikeouts or couldn't get that ground ball that he needed. And um, but again, I think you got to tip your cap to to the Tigers today in, in terms of their approach. It looked like they were, you know, taking the fastball deeper and and, and really using the opposite field, and, and that gave them a chance to stay on the, the changeup and breaking ball. Uh, with this being kind of his, his last start before the All-Star break, what have you seen, um, what have you just liked from him um, this first half and maybe things that you kind of want, maybe he could work on um, to improve? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously eliminating the walks and the free bases, um, you know, maybe maybe a little bit better command. But overall, I think from, from what we've seen, you know, recently, I think he's making the right right progress. He's going in the right direction. And, uh, you know, you're going to have an outing like this um, where you get hit. Uh, and uh, But overall, you know, I think he's making, again, moving in the right direction. Um, coming off a big offensive night, uh, what kind of made, I guess, Lorenzen and maybe Tigers? <laughs> yeah, Lorenzen's tough today. Uh, I mean, he's an all-star for a reason. Um, you know, changeup is... Uh, off the fastball really plays well. He threw some good sliders today. He's a competitor. Uh, he's a guy that I I uh, really wanted uh, to acquire this offseason. Um, you know, he's a, a Fullerton kid too, so there's some connection there. But uh, he's a competitor, and he went out and competed today. Yeah, Tony, I mean, you got to root for a Fullerton guy if you're a Fullerton guy. Yeah, well, I'm a San Jose State guy, and we hated Fullerton, so I don't root for him at all. <laughs> How often do you talk to Kotze like that? I, I He knows. I played yeah. against Kotze. Do you know that? <laughs> I do know that because every time there's any connection with you and anybody, you mention it multiple times. You're so damn I'm very right. <laughs> and we beat Mark Kotze when they won the national championship, and he knows it, and I know it. Fullerton. Yes. I did Bobby Crosby, those dirt bags. And when I know that's their nickname, but yeah, Long Beach State guys really are dirt bags, so they deserve that nickname. But uh Lorenzen, yeah, Lorenzen actually I agree with him. I would have liked to have seen him with the A's. Um I mean he was cheap, can give you some innings. I mean, he'd be our best pitcher. I let's be honest. But um yeah, it's gonna be and let's not forget, I know, I know we're going to get out of here. Well, I'm going to get out of here. But yeah. uh, coming after the break, it's a nice long homestand. And remember, yeah. that long homestand is also a two games in San Francisco. So the A's, you've got – if you're feeling good about yourself, like going into today, they were 13-13 and 13 in their last 26, unfortunately lost today. But if you just start looking about, okay, you want to start the second half, and I know we're going to mention younger players, but you want to feel good about yourself, three against Minnesota, three against Boston, four against Houston, all at home, day off to San Francisco, day off. I mean, you're basically coming out of the All-Star break. You're at home from the 14th to the 27th. That's a huge time to be at home in Major League Baseball. This sets up perfectly for you to play better in the second half. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've just I've seen it with Tony Kemp before, too. Like, he just needs that reset sometimes. I think a lot of those guys do as well. So, well, hopefully they come back from from the break all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And I know I certainly will. I'm tired AF, so I'm looking forward to the break. All right, Tony. Well, thanks for, for hanging out with us. We, we're going to say goodbye to you now because I, 
I'm instructed to do that as opposed to just like texting you later and saying bye when I've already kicked just you off. Just dumping me. Back. Yeah, this is my last show. Uh, I will be back after the All-Star break on the 14th against the Twins. So you guys enjoy the next three days, and I'm looking forward to seeing young players and the A's getting finding players that are going to help them get out of the darkness and lead us into the light. Oh, my goodness. That was beautiful, but also a little dark. But I appreciate it. Thanks, Tony. Take care. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. A little Star Wars-y, I think. I don't really know. But I think that's what you guys are that's, into. That's Star, that is not a Star Wars quote. I don't know. I don't know. God was like, I'm going to, like, you either like Star Wars or sports. And he granted me sports, Cody. I don't know what you want from me. Isn't that yeah. what you guys talk about with the yeah. darkness and light and the whatever the force is? Yes, that is correct. But my favorite night and dark and lightness quote is the the night is dark is just before the dawn, and I promise you the dawn is coming. That's Harvey Dent in the Dark Knight. Okay. Uh, that's that's a great quote as well. But yes, the the force is light, and as the Sith and the, the dark side is obviously. All right, you nerds. Yeah, there you go. As we wrap up the A's Clubhouse show, we will talk about what's happening on deck and we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboards. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay. Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Celebrate African American Heritage Night at the ballpark on Friday, July 14th as we proudly honor and appreciate the important contributions that the African American community has made to our team, community, and the game of baseball. He goes into a dive and makes a miraculous catch. Another amazing play by Tony Kemp. Early arriving fans can snag a pair of commemorative African American Heritage Night socks presented by Chevron. Tickets are available at athletics.com slash tickets. That's athletics.com slash tickets. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. 
They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Who's feeling pretty confident about the SUV they drive? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. We're a family of six, and our Honda is definitely like our number seven. It's a part of our family. My Honda CRV has beauty, brains, and talent. From the fuel efficient CRV hybrid to the rugged passport to the three row pilot, there's a Honda SUV for every style of NorCal driver. All on sale now at your NorCal Honda dealer. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. It's summertime, and I can guarantee you, you probably need to redo your wardrobe. You, you want to look good, and you want to feel comfortable. This is Chris Townsend, and you got to go check out my friends at Link Soul. They've got all the finest fabrics. You're going to love the shirts, the polos, the shorts, you name it. Redo your look for summertime. Go to LinkSoul.com right now, and you can get an offer for 20% off. Remember, in the big leagues, to play good, you got to look good. A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. An orthopedist will tell you about your bones. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if they're all connected? What if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? At Kaiser Permanente, we know the body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Unbeatable mileage from Chevron with Techron unlocks all kinds of unbeatable trips, like to family dinner the next town over, or to a family wedding the next, next town over, or even to a family reunion over the river and through the woods at Grandma's house. Any drive is worth it to see Grandma, especially when you can stop along the way for unbeatable cleaning power from Chevron with Techron. Your engine will be thanking you for making the trip. Download the Chevron app now and find unbeatable mileage near you. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. The A's fall in Detroit 9-0. Cody Lyons, Jessica Kleinschmidt here with you for another for another couple minutes. Uh, A's get shut out for the 10th time today. We can bring this up. I, I always have to bring up one negative thing. 10th shutout. Not the most in baseball. The Detroit Tigers own that mark with 11 shutouts this year. So the A's are not leading in some category in the bad way. So that's a, a plus going to the series in Detroit. But let's take a look at our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. In Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, the Reds and Nationals are tied 2-2, but apparently Davey Martinez, the manager of the Nationals, was not happy with Ellie De La Cruz for something he did in the game. I got a notification, haven't seen it, but it's 2-2 in that game. At the top of the eighth in Milwaukee, the Brew Crew lead the Cubs 5-3. And those are the only games in progress. Coming up later today, you have the White Sox in Toronto on the south side. You have then game two, that's a doubleheader, uh, White Sox in Toronto on the south side. Rays and Phillies, 
will start at 340. Marlins, Cardinals don't start till 340. Yankees, Orioles at Yankee Stadium starts at 405. A showdown in the AL Central between the Guardians and the Royals gets underway at 410 from Cleveland. Nathan Avoldi will make his uh, – it's a revenge game for Nathan Avoldi against the Red Sox in Fenway as the Rangers are there looking to go to their 51-36. That game starts at 410. Battle in the AL West. Houston taking on the Seattle Mariners from Houston at 510. And the Arizona Diamondbacks look to keep winning with the Mets in town. That was a great game last night. That game starts at 640 Pacific time. Wow. Yeah, Fun times. It's, I know it's just a little disappointing there's only uh, two games in progress right now. Usually we have a whole long scoreboard, but before before we get to uh, what's on deck, I, I will say we had a caller call in and want to talk about the draft. The draft is Sunday. Uh, I, I'm excited. I will be in Seattle. I will not be going to the draft. Um, as much as my friends will probably want to go to the draft or watch it somewhere, I do not want to sit and watch the draft for three or four hours while we're in Seattle, so I'll just follow along on my phone. But a lot of the mock drafts, have the A's at pick number six, taking Braden Taylor, a third baseman from TCU, who hit 23 home runs and hit 308 this year. He had more home runs than doubles and triples combined. So uh, that the power is a nice thing to see, but the A's are very high on Brett Harris, so we'll see what they end up doing. I keep seeing him or Kyle Teal, the catcher from Virginia, um, as being mocked to number six to the A's. Just what the A's need, another catcher, because we can only play one of them, and there's going to be 7,000 in the system. And two of them are playing in AAA right now, McCann and Soderstrom. But the drafts this weekend, Futures game is on Saturday. That's going to be cool to see Butler and Soderstrom and then obviously the home run derby and the all-star game with Brent Roker playing in it on Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be fun. And maybe Brent Roker will get that Shohei Otani autograph that he wants so badly. Well, hopefully Shohei's there. I mean, he has that blister, so hopefully he shows up. And I know he said he's probably not going to pitch, but hopefully he hits because – I'm assuming oh, he's he'll just be there. Well, he'll be there if he, even if he doesn't play. Like he'll be there. What What if he doesn't? What if he decides he doesn't want to play? It, does that mean Brent Rooker is the starting DH because Rooker's the does the, the DH the only other DH listed? I know you can put someone else in, but hey, I'm just saying, uh, Rooker was voted in by his peers as a DH. He and sure it was, was right behind him. Shohei Otani, and don't you forget it. Yeah, hopefully and... we'll get to see him play. We'll definitely have to see him play. I'm just excited for him because his family will be there, and he loves the home run derby, so he'll be able to watch that. Um, great, great guy. I am just so stoked for him. He's definitely had a heck of a journey, so looking forward to seeing him everywhere. I even gave Jess Mendoza a heads up about how great this guy is, so maybe you'll see him on ESPN chatting with Jess among the batting practice cages. So that'll be cool. Now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com at 9 a.m. on A's Cast. Whole day of it. The best of A's Cast live from the first half of the season. That starts at 9 a.m. on A's Cast. So what does that entail, Cody? Just a lot of, a lot. Yeah, it has like all of our best interviews. Uh, Chris recorded a nice intro and outro for it. Um, it's like six hours and ten minutes long, ex- exactly somewhere around there. It has our best interviews from the first half of the year. You'll hear from Ron Washington, a lot of the A's current players, like Brent Rooker from yesterday, who was on A's Cast Live with Townie. If you missed the interview, you can find it at athletics.com/slash/A's talking about the All Star Game. Uh, Ryan Noda, Ken Rosenthal. Um, pretty much every big name we've had on there, the podcast is on there. Fran Reardon, Bobby mm-hmm. Crosby, Ed Sprague. So a lot of good stuff in there, uh, which will start tomorrow at 9 a.m. And I'll have the podcast up um, 
later today or tomorrow morning at athletics.com slash acecast or wherever you get your podcast to listen to that. Six hours is a long thing, but we need programming when we're out for the All-Star break. So I put together the best of what I could, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoys the best of Acecast Live uh, first half of 2023. That's six-plus hours long. Amazing. Ace Total Access will start with Alex Jensen heading into first pitch as the A's head to Boston to face the Boston Red Sox live with Vince Petronio and Alex Jensen with yours truly. I will be making an appearance. Chris Townsend will sit down once again with double A manager, Bobby Crosby and another greatest Oakland A's playoff game with Vince Catronio from 1990, the ALCS against the Red Sox. We love to relive that. And of course, A's manager Mark Kotze will join Vince Catronio to round that all up. And like I said, yours truly will be there. 4.10 p.m. first pitch. Luis, Luis Medina will be on the mound for the A's. The Red Sox have yet to announce their starter. But like Tony said, this is going to be a really interesting series heading into the break. J.P. Sears is going to round it up as scheduled if things stick to that schedule. And what better guy to lead the way toward the second half, Cody. Yeah, I completely agree. One thing I'm looking forward to, and I unfortunately we won't get to see it, but you know, some of us on some of us in the know know, but I'll bring it up anyway. Uh the great Alex Jensen will be hanging out with his future father-in-law in Boston as his future father is the great Dave O'Brien, the voice of the Red Sox on television. So I'm looking forward to I wanted to have an interview with them too, but since we're not doing Ace Cats Live, We'll have to wait till Dave comes to Oakland in a few weeks. And uh, don't be, Alex will not be involved, but it'll be nice to catch up with Dave. So it'll be cool for them to have that moment tomorrow at Fenway because I don't think they've got a chance to do that yet. So that'll be cool leading up to the Alex's wedding, uh, which is sometime later this year. Mm. Well, congratulations to Alex. And thank you for reminding me how single I am. Thank you guys for tuning in to the A's Clubhouse show. The A's fall 9-0 to zero to the Detroit Tigers, but they do take the series Thank you guys for tuning in. For Cody Elias, this is Jessica Klein-Schmidt, and we will see you at the ballpark. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.